Hello, Clearview. Happy New Year. All the way from beautiful Edmonton, Alberta. Yes, it is very, very cold outside, but I'm glad to tell you that I am inside. We've just turned the page, haven't we, on what has been for many of us a very difficult year. And for that reason, today, I want to talk with you about this truth. God wants you to keep on dreaming. Many years ago, there were two musical notes that sent terror into everyone who heard them. These two notes worked their way into the psyche of every moviegoer. No other notes in the musical scale speak of fear, terror, and death like these two notes. They are an E followed by an F. When they were first played in a particular score, six cellos and three basses played them. And when played together, it sounded like this. Well, work with me, all right? It went like this. Dun -dun. Dun -dun. Dun -dun. Does anybody remember what movie that was from? That's right. It was from the movie Jaws, John Williams' score, in fact. And John Williams' two musical notes can remind us of two notes in life. They keep us on the run, even terrified about what the future may bring. There's the E note of expectations. And wow, that one gets me. It's all about the combined things that we thought life should bring to us. A happy home, a satisfying marriage, generous salary, famous reputation. This E note would sound okay if it were just played alone and everybody was able to include it in their life score. But when it's combined with the other note, that's the F note, that looks like divorce or the F note of limited income, the note of kids that don't turn out the way they're supposed to. It's then that a monster is created. And when we begin to play these two notes together in life, expectations versus reality, Ouch, we can begin to run away as a kind of Jaws theme and reality seems to be released into our lives. We become afraid as we begin to match our expectations with reality. Well, wouldn't it be great if there were some way that all of our young adult dreams could somehow be gathered up along with our unfulfilled expectations. And then something beautiful could be constructed with those pieces. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great if we could stop running from those unfulfilled expectations? Well, I've got some great news. Thankfully, the Bible says that in fact we can do exactly that. Come with me to a passage of Scripture in the Old Testament it's called Isaiah chapter 43, beginning at verse 1. It says this, But now this is what the Lord says. Notice who's speaking. It's God himself. He who created you, Jacob, who formed you, Israel, do not fear. 
If you hear nothing else from me today in this message, take this with you, would you, in 2022. Do not fear. God says, for I have redeemed you. I've summoned you. I've called you by name. You are mine. Life happens, doesn't it? Devastation, divorce, disappointment, death, disillusionment, unemployment, depression, sickness, loss, unmet expectations. But in all of that, God promises a better life ahead. Did you hear that with me today? Come on, the word says you are mine. And I'm doing this because I can imagine God holding me. Verse 2, when you pass through waters, not if, but when you pass through waters, that's right, I'm going to be with you. And when you pass through rivers, they won't sweep over you. When you walk through fire, you're not going to be burned. The flames won't set you ablaze. Now that's some awesome protection, friends. In verse 5, God repeats, don't be afraid because I am with you. And then listen to what he says. I'm going to bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I had to say, God, what, what are you saying? I had to look that up. This is a picture of heaven. I'm going to say to the north, give them up. South, don't hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. That's right. That's who I want. Every one of my kids. Boy, heaven is going to be a great place. Let's jump to verse 16 of Isaiah 43. Watch what God does here. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses and army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished and snuffed out like a wick. Watch this. Forget about that, he says. What? Look at verse 18. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. And I'm like, wait, what? What is God doing with this? And here's what it is. Even with all the victories, the incredible victories of God himself in the past, even the good stuff. Look, I took care of your enemies. I rescued you from defeat. Even with all of that, are you ready for this? As we head into 2022, God himself says, let the past go. This is such an amazing encouragement from the Lord himself. It comes from his very person, his nature, his character. And what is that? God, our God, is forward moving. So let's be like him and not be tethered to our past. Look at verse 19. See, he says, I am doing a new thing. Now, come on, say it where you're seated or wherever you're watching. Right now it springs up. What does? The new thing. And then he asks this question. Do you not perceive it? I'm asking you, clear view, you're watching. Do you perceive this with me today as we walk through God's word? I am making a way in the wilderness, God says, 
and streams in the wasteland. Verse 20, the wild animals honor me because I provide water. Where? In wilderness, streams in the wasteland. What is God saying? The miraculous, the impossible happens when I say so. Why? Be to give drink to my chosen people. Verse 21, the people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. I'll tell you what, that's what I'm doing with you even right now as I speak with you. Friends, I want to say this to us today. No matter what you and I have experienced and even still are experiencing, let's hear God's amazing invitation to all of us today. Are you ready for it? Start dreaming again. And let's consider how to do that. Let's consider how to make it real. All right, don't be tethered to the past. Start dreaming. I'm hearing you, preacher. How do I do that? Are you ready? Well, with any dream, we face obstacles. We all know that. And we don't ignore them. Let's talk about them. We face obstacles that can keep us from moving ahead and pursuing our dreams, even doing the very calling that God has for our life. Let's talk about five uh obstacles that keep us from pursuing our dreams. Here's, here's number one. Friends. What? Don't hang around negative people. You can be friends with them, but come on, you know it. Sometimes even our friends are negative. I've even been that negative guy at times, and I've had to just change my attitude. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3, explains how not to be drawn into people's negativity. It says, don't walk with the wicked, don't stand with sinners, don't sit with mockers. Notice the progression. First we walk with them, and then we're standing around with them. The next thing you know, we're sitting down. No, God says, don't do that. He says, instead, do the opposite. Let's get close to go-getters. That's right. And let's be go-getters for other people. We certainly don't need friends who tell us that it cannot be done. The next is family. What I, I had to what rethink this one myself. You see this in the story of Joseph. It's in the first book of the Bible called Genesis. And here's the summary of it all. Sometimes even family won't let you grow. Often the unbelief of a family member, even though they love you, can be a detriment to what God has planned for, uh, to do in and through your life. You see, when God gives you a dream, even like he gave a dream to Joseph, and that's what I meant about the story in Genesis, when God gives you a dream, we learn that we need to share that with people who are part of the solution and the fulfillment of the dream, and that can help that dream come true. Next is fatigue. That can be a, an obstacle to dreaming. Your dream starts to shrink when you're tired. Have you learned that? If you burn out, well, you're going to begin settling for just mediocrity, second best, satisfied with the status quo. You don't need to drop your dream when you're tired. Did you hear that? You don't need to drop your dream when you're tired. You know what you need to do? Get some rest. That's a good idea. Next is failure. Have you noticed they all begin with the letter F? Wise people know how to take advantage of failure. Come on, we've all failed. we got to start being open with that. But wise people, they learn from failure. They use it as a lesson. 
And one of the primary tools that God can use in our lives to make us what he wants us to be, you got it, it's failure. And if you've had an idea fail, would you hear me today? Let me encourage you, don't give up. Try a variation of the idea. We've all failed. Some of us have failed lots. But let's keep trying until we find a solution that works. And the last one, fear. Oh, I hate fear. I do. Fear kept the Israelites, that's God's people, from getting into the promised land. And do you know that's a picture of heaven? What? Fear kept people from getting into what? Heaven? Yep. That is going to be a reality for some. That's how come we need to get fear out of our life. It can keep us from achieving God's dreams in our lives. Remember when God told Moses to send some spies into Canaan to explore the land? That's recorded in a book called Numbers, chapter 13. It's an amazing story. Well, the spies came back with a bad report about how big and scary the inhabitants were. And they were big and they were scary. But most of the spies returned saying, we can't attack the people because they are stronger than we are. Fear, it can bust our dreams. And those people, the Israelites, they were excited about going into the promised land. But listen to this. But they spent too much time focusing on the problem. Our fatal mistake will come when we too, when we give in to fear instead of what? Trusting God's plan and his timing. Friend, it doesn't cost us anything to dream. So hear me today, as we go into the new year, let's dream big. Let's refuse to let dream busters get in our way. Okay, preacher, that's a great idea. How do we do that now? You told me what to watch out for, for obstacles. How do I move forward? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I'm sure you did, didn't you? Come on with me as we walk through eight steps to dreaming bigger dreams. Number one, step one, inspiration. Open your mind to God. Yeah, God's perspective is what makes our dreams stand out. Proverbs 28 verse 26 tells us this, a man is a fool. Wow, that's heavy. To trust himself. But those who use God's wisdom, they are the people who are safe. So what do, what is that? What do I do? Schedule some time to sit down and get quiet and ask God, God, what is your will? What dreams do you have for me? That's inspiration. Open our mind to God. Step two, how do I, how do I dream bigger dreams? Do some research. That's information. Don't make decisions out of ignorance. Proverbs 18, 13 says, what a shame to decide before knowing the facts. So that means read a book or anything else that makes sense. Listen to podcasts, attend seminars, talk to others. Some people are simply a phone call away. Well, that leads to step three, consultation. Start asking for advice. Talk to someone who's already taken a risk. Have you noticed those people? They're always thinking forward. They're cutting edge. And they're not better than others, but boy, without them, I don't know how much forward moving any of us would ever do. And I love them is what I'm trying to say. Proverbs 24 verse 6 says, if you have lots of good advice, you're going to win. 
It's wise to learn from experience. I love this. It's even wiser to learn from the experience of others. That is so rich. So at this point, ask yourself this question. Who else can help me? Then consider going to them and ask them these questions. What's worked best for you? Can I, can I buy you a coffee? Hey, can you tell me, how, what, how, how have you tried something? Do you mind telling me if it ever failed? Would you be willing to talk to me about that? Imagine what you could learn from their mistakes. If you were to do it all over again, get your pencil ready now, what would you do differently today? Too often we're struggling to achieve our dreams. We choose, to, oh, this is pride coming in. We choose to fake it rather than to humbly ask someone else for help admitting this isn't going the way we want it to go. We fear what others will think. Have you been there? I have too many days in my life. And we fear that they're going to, oh, they're going to know that I don't know what I'm doing. No, but without the right advice. You know what I've learned? Listen to this, please. We're going to fear foolish anyway without the right advice. So why not suck it up, humble ourselves, go to somebody, get the good advice, succeed, and then everybody's going to give you the high five and say, way to go. That's the best thing we can do in that situation. Come on, are you still with me? What's step four as we move forward? Evaluate the cost. We learn lots from the wisdom book of literature, right? Proverbs 20. I love it. Verse 25 says, don't trap yourself by making a rash promise to God and then only later counting the cost. No, I love it. Go ahead, take a risk. But why don't you make sure it's an evaluated risk? Do some thinking, calculate things. Ask yourself this, do I really need to do this? Can I reach my goal another way? What's this going to cost me and the people around me? Is this really worth it? Step five, once you've established it is, do this, establish priorities. That's called selection. Prioritize what needs to get done as you plan and chase that dream. The Bible describes it like this. It's Proverbs 17, 24. Sensible people keep their eyes glued on wisdom, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. Friends, you and I don't have time to do everything. Have you noticed that? Well, the secret to success is selecting the right priorities. Step six, preparation. And that means do some planning, including planning for problems. Never ignore a problem. We all have them, and they're saying something to us. A problem won't ignore you, and you're likely going to face problems as you set out to reach your goals but you can choose to meet those problems on your terms. This is so wise. The Bible says, a sensible man watches for problems. He looks ahead and prepares to meet what's coming. The simpleton looks, never, never looks, and suffers the consequences. Come on, stop thinking of that one person you know about. Don't say, no, no, that's it. But we all know them. Some people, they just have this tendency to walk off a cliff. We, want, we need to help them not do that. And then I need you to help me not do that. So I can ask myself, you can ask yourself this question. What can go wrong with this dream? And then ask, what will happen if it does go wrong? The Bible says 
That's being sensible. A friend of mine named Bill, he said it to me this way years ago, and he used to smile at me and say, remember, Lawrence, proper preparation prevents poor performance. How true it is. Number seven, confrontation. Be willing to take risks and face your fears. Again, oh, I love that. We have to face our fears if we want to achieve our dreams. The Bible says it this way, the fear of man is a dangerous trap. But to trust in God means safety. Fear isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of humanity. And courage is moving ahead despite this fear. The safest place to be is doing what God has called us to do. And when we do what God is calling us to do, you know what happens? It builds our confidence. And finally, are you with me? Initiation. Oh, I love it. You ready for it? You got a dream? Well, how about this? Do it now. At some point, we need to stop talking about it and we got to go for it. Proverbs 16 says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Think of the flying trapeze. You know it. It's in the circus. The trapeze artist has to let go of one bar in order to reach the next one. Without letting go of the first bar, come on, what would happen? The artist would simply be swinging back to where they started. Imagine paying all this money to go see the circus and all you watch this guy and slowly it's just getting less and less. And we, we, the crowd would start booing. Well, see, we don't want to be that person. In order to move forward, we have to let go of the past. And that brings us back to the very message to us from God himself. Do you remember it? It was Isaiah 43, verse 18. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. Here's verse 19. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Oh, I'm so thankful that you tuned in today. I want to pray, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord make his face to shine brightly upon you. And may the Lord renew in you and even place within you brand new dreams and vision so that you will have a prosperous 2022 that brings glory and honor to his name. These things I pray by faith in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you richly.